welcome again to another episode of Musul. We are your hosts, Hadi, Jama, and Gone. On this podcast, we share a microphone for fresh conversations on current affairs and women's realities beyond a single story. I hope y'all are all doing well, Ngone and Jama. It's so good to see your faces again. How are you doing today? It's Monday, but no Monday blues because it's Muso Day. (laughs) So excited to be back again and looking forward to our conversation. You know, like she said, it's Monday, a great day, beautiful start to the week. It's very hot, but you know, mm. that's typical of Gambia in this time of the year. So, but we're good, alhamdulillah. Yeah, I think the heat has drained us all. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost weight because of the heat. It's a lot of weary faces. It's hard burning heat. <laughs> it's, and the heat plus the mask is just, you don't want to leave yeah. the house. No, it's no. really, really hard. But yeah. you know. You're not going to see traffic jam and it's just. Just want to get out of the car and walk. <laughs> It's a lot. It's interesting. Nobody said, I'm good <laughs> today. <laughs> I think has the had you want to make it I'm good. <laughs> good, I guess I'm good. Yeah. And the size. Mm, you know. We're out here praising Monday. Can you imagine? When I mean I like I I'm not I'm not a Monday hater because I was born on a Monday. Mm. I was born on a Friday. Which is the best day, the start of the weekend. You know, once so, uh, someone once told me when I told them I was born on a Monday, <laughs> they said I'm as problematic as Monday. It makes sense. <laughs> now it makes sense. That is so true. That is so true. But anyways, haters, today we'll delve into the topic, um, which I, I really like this topic because I enjoy talking about um, relationships, especially just healthy relationships and boundaries and knowing how to navigate with people. So we'll start off with a quote from, I think, the most influential person in my life that I love more than anything. Bell Hooks is like, my wow. Jama and Gone are looking at me. Wow. I'm shook it. I'm not your mentor, so I can call someone else. So is this payback? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah, so um, we're starting off today with a quote by Bell Hooks, and it goes, All too often, women believe it is a sign of commitment, an expression of love to endure unkindness or cruelty, to forgive and forget. In actuality, when we love rightly, we know that the healthy, loving response to cruelty and abuse is putting ourselves out of harm's way. I can vibe with that. <laughs> of course, manjago. <laughs> <laughs> you say head dead, yeah. Somebody said it's the it's the lethal mixture of wolof and manjago. <laughs> so I totally vibe with that. <laughs> no, I think it's so important because um, with us, how we define relationship, I don't think you ever hear of a lot of talks about a healthy relationship or an mm. unhealthy one. Mm. It's more of just munya. Yeah. So it's always if it's good or if it's bad. If you cho- if you've chosen to be in this kind of relationship, you have to endure through it all. Mm-hmm. And it's so important that realizing to realize that sometimes the best thing for you and even for the other person is just to cut ties and let things go. Mm-hmm. What does a healthy relationship mean to you both? Ngone, let's start with you. Why are you putting me on the spot? Why always you? Why always me? I think for me, a healthy relationship is one where, first of all, you have boundaries with each other, right? You're cool people, you can hang out, wahtan and everything, but there should be clearly outlined boundaries that you can't cross. And it's also one built on trust, honesty, and just 
supporting each other that not through your BS but you know supporting each other <laughs> and also calling out each other on your BS I think for me that is what a healthy relationship is because you whether it's a romantic relationship or a platonic one with your girlfriends or whatever you can't have um, a genuine relationship with someone if you're uncomfortable calling them out on hmm. you know their crap yes we're all adults listen <laughs> <laughs> If you're not comfortable calling them out on, on their BS, if, 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 if you can't be honest with them, if these are people with whom you don't even feel like you can celebrate your wins, you know, you, you ha always have to hide mm -hmm. some of your successes to make them feel comfortable, that is not a healthy relationship. A healthy relationship should be one where you are completely free to be yourself, to celebrate yourself, to be yourself that in all of your glory without fearing that the other person would feel some type of way because you're being you and you're shining and you know yeah i totally agree and i think for me um on top of all of that it's one where um there is transparency there is honest communication as well um but it's also like you said knowing when to end it when its time has ended mm -hmm. right because I feel like there is this idea, especially in Gavis, like, Danga Yaga, you know, Danga Yaga Akini. So there's this whole thing about no new friends, no new. So I'm talking about, talking about this away from. But it also works even for romantic relationships. And we see it even in marriage. It's like, you've been married so long, you can't leave now. Mm -hmm. So for me, um, what's healthy is when you're both at peace, mm -hmm. whoever it is that you share a relationship with, whatever form it is, even extending to the professional relationships, mm -hmm. you are at peace, you feel at peace, mm -hmm. um, you are your most authentic self mm -hmm. in that relationship. So you don't have to distort who you are. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have to change who you are just so you can continue to be in a relationship with someone, mm -hmm. whatever the type of relationship is. And so for me, it's that authenticity being able to just be yourself, being true to yourself as well, mm -hmm. um, having honest and open communication, but understanding when time is up, time is up, and mm -hmm. you don't really need to hold on to wait simply because it's been a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that so much. And also, I just want to add, um, highlight that even though we're talking about relationships, this is about platonic, hmm. romantic, just all forms of Mentors. relationships. Yeah. Mentors. <laughs> 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 because at the end of the day, like, um, I think... Um, because Jama, Jama, even before we recorded this, of course, Jama was talking about how like we place so much emphasis on the romantic relationship mm -hmm. aspect that we leave little space for other kinds of relationships. Mm -hmm. And it's just important to note that a romantic relationship is really just friendship plus some kind of, for some yeah. people, sexual intimacy. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. So when we're talking about relationships, we're talking about every single like mm -hmm. ship mm -hmm. <laughs> or interpersonal like you know, relations, relations mm -hmm. that, that goes on. For me, I guess a healthy relationship is also that it's just about communicating, um, setting, setting your boundaries and mm -hmm. just being honest with what your needs are mm -hmm. and saying what you, knowing what you want and what you don't want to. Mm -hmm. Cause I know I've had, um, I've struggled so much with, I think it's this year that I've come to realize what I don't want out of people <laughs> at 26. So it's really, really important to know uh, what it is you want and what it is you don't want and whether or not that the person that you're dealing with respects that. Because mm -hmm. I know with my friendships, especially like, so many manhari, I'll come and I'll tell it to you. Mm -hmm. And how we move forward depends on whether or not you acknowledge what you said mm -hmm. and, you know, what I've said 
and how I feel or if you're going to be dismissive. Because mm. if you're dismissive, then there's you no point. Space, yeah. yeah. And I guess that's okay. the basis for a lot of your, like, friendships, romantic relationships. What are, like, stuff that you don't think you can sacrifice when it comes to friendships? My peace. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny she's saying this, but she's not a peaceful person, you guys. I'm literally named Jama. That doesn't mean Jama. Jama and Jama are Jama different. Salamem so shows, things. as no. far as I am concerned. Two different things. It's not the same shows. It's not the same shows. It's a pile of shows. Your violence in But yeah, like like my piece. Um, and you say 26. It took me longer. So well done. I wish I had arrived at that point at 26, right? The more I grow and um, the more my relationships take shape, um, I realize, the more I realize, like you said, what I want and what I do not want. And so for me, one thing I can't sacrifice is my peace. The other is my integrity. Mm-hmm. So again, it comes back to the point of being honest, being open about our communication. But if I feel like it comes back, I say this all the time, values, values, values. It comes to that again for me. I can't, um, I don't think I can share space with someone um, whose values are not similar to mine. Mm-hmm. And obviously, this doesn't mean I want to live in an echo chamber with somebody who's always going to validate everything that I do and I say, because I don't need that as well. It's not good for my growth. Mm-hmm. But obviously, our base values, you know, they need to be similar. Mm-hmm. We need There are certain things like, I mean, I don't want to get into this, but there are certain things where there's no room for difference of opinion. So we usually mm-hmm. talk about, oh, we can have our differences of opinion, but there are certain things that have you no room have at all for differences in opinion. Yeah. If we do have differences in opinion, that's okay. But then that means maybe we cannot um, share space. Mm-hmm. So for me, whatever relationships I am building, professional, personal, romantic, platonic, whatever, those are some of the things that I look at. And I remember it's funny because I'm not going to do it. You know, because <laughs> I just have those boundaries. Like, mm-hmm. I have my people and it's very easy to know who my people are, right? Because it's just a small bunch of people. But even with that, it's like there's different sections, there's mm-hmm. different entities and each in each of those relationships, there's something different. Mm-hmm. You know, each of my relationships means something different to me. And so it's how do I, how am I a part of that relationship? What does it mean for the person as well or the people mm-hmm. that I'm sharing space with? Because it's not just about me and what I am getting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. Those are things that I can't compromise on, but just also being feeling safe, um, being able to trust people, because those are the spaces where I feel like I can be vulnerable if I can't be vulnerable to the whole world. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the spaces where I feel like I can be vulnerable. So I will need for that to be a safe space. Mm-hmm. And those are some of the values for me that I think would make that a safe space. Okay. I love I love <laughs> that you brought up the whole um, thing about certain differences in opinion because it's one thing to argue about my favorite color is green mm-hmm. and my favorite color is blue and it's another thing to just be like homophobic yeah. mm-hmm. and sexist, sexist mm-hmm. and you know a lot of bunch of, and just being mean to other people because mm-hmm. that's something i can't stand and i know even till now because me too i say you hold a grudge but me too i don't forgive that easily depending on certain things because like i remember like you know in certain online spaces you'll see people make fun of certain disabilities mm-hmm. And all of that. And then all of a sudden, they try and become transformative in a way. But then it's like, if you find joy or if you think you, there's humor in making fun of somebody over something that they can't control, we will never become friends. Like, for yeah. the rest of my life. Yeah. So... I think it really speaks to the core of the person. It so does. even when that rebrand happens... And yes, obviously, you hold space for learning. Because yeah, that's what change. our journey is yeah. as well. But then, 
I feel like those things tell a lot and sometimes yeah. we ignore it simply because we want to save space or yeah. save a relationship and you get to a point where it now becomes even harder to move away yeah. from yeah but it's I don't it, you should not align with malicious people because yeah. those things you can those things tell a lot about a person as you said Ndone I mean you've said everything <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting here and nodding because you've said everything that I would have said but I think, okay, one difference that there is is that people, me, I'm easy to forgive people. She's the good one here. Yeah, I'm the good one here, so I forgive people and stuff like that. But, like Jama said, there are things that are unforgivable that you can't forgive or forget, especially if it comes to harming other people. Mm. But I think for me, the core of it is every relationship that I have with another person has to be built on trust. Because, you know, we all have different groups of friends we have different people mm-hmm. in our lives and i always say that each person in your life serves a purpose mm-hmm. you could have a group of five friends but each person has a different a separate connection with you and whatever connection that that person you share with that person is sacred mm-hmm. right so my connection to Jama is different from my connection to hadi they're all important to me but they all we're not serve- friends Shut up. She's violent, she's choosing. This is why I don't like her. So. But yeah, but in all of that, you know that these are people who I would always have around me because ultimately I trust them completely and I know that whatever I need, they would always be there for me. So for me, the key thing is trust, being able to trust that person. So where you share something personal with a friend or someone you are in a relationship with and then you know somehow they end up doing other things with that information that causes a, a sort of risk yeah, yeah it, it does. destroys basically the foundation yeah. of that relationship so even where you choose where I choose to continue with that person the shape of our relationship would be very different right because they have violated the one thing that I held as you know mm-hmm. most most important in that relationship but mm-hmm. yeah I think that's really, really important because obviously you're existing as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, you have different people that mean different things to you. Mm-hmm. Some of those circles will intertwine in a way. Some of them will not touch at all. Mm-hmm. And so it is important to safeguard the sacredness of each space. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why sometimes you see a rearrangement of boundaries mm-hmm. because something has shifted. And mm-hmm. that's and I, I just wanted to talk about the issue of forgiveness again. <laughs> Even though it's not my people. I don't know how to do it, but I also want to... I want to point out, like, for example, it's not even, I don't forgive you. Mm-hmm. It's that even when I do choose to forgive, it doesn't mean that I still want to keep you in my life. Yeah. So there's also that, because we always feel like, mm-hmm. oh, forgive Nakini, that means they continue to mean no, the same thing no, and they continue no. to be in my space. Mm-hmm. No. no, I can choose to say I am forgiving. I don't forget. Sometimes I forgive, but I never forget. <laughs> right? But then forgiving you does not mean that I want to continue to be in a relationship with you. And Absolutely. I think that's something that people need to mm-hmm. um, need to I understand. Think, I think yeah. that, that's so important because I mm-hmm. talked about it. Um, I remember that piece that you both hated so much last <laughs> Oh, I hated it. Man, I loved that piece. In the beginning, you were you were sad eyeing me. You were over last sad eyeing me, cause it was so on you as well. <laughs> but go ahead. No, um, so um, I guess last year I decided that I was at peace with a certain person and decided to mend a relationship. Mm-hmm. But before that, there was a lot of Jama side eyeing me. You guys, I just want to tell you. But go ahead. No, but in that setting, like it's about. I think. 
I think that was like the first time where mm-hmm. I chose to actively like participate in forgiveness mm-hmm. and letting someone back in after violating like you know certain trust certain boundaries and stuff like that mm-hmm. so it was it was really 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 difficult and I know that like I did a lot of hachi forma where I would be like okay you know mm-hmm. what I want to work on this and then I'm like you know what I don't want to do it anymore but it's like it's a lot of learning and I guess deciding on whether or not you want to salvage a certain relationship mm-hmm. and whether or not that person ha- has learned about what yeah. you know and is is making the effort to um to come back into your life and respect the boundaries that you've now put up mm-hmm. because it's one thing where it's like like Gemma said we do that where it's like if you forgive someone it's automatically assumed that they're meant to be back in your life but forgiveness is not the same thing as um allowing someone back mm-hmm. in because mm-hmm. you forgive for your peace yeah but you know choosing to maintain a relationship or choosing to renew one or choose you know just choosing to start from fresh that that is a whole different conversation and we're not here to tell you to forgive anyone or to take I mean, anyone yeah, back yeah. into your life <laughs> i don't even want to say this because you just run around like yes you've endorsed my nyaka forgiveness but i you know i don't know a nyaka forgiveness <laughs> i am very selective about it. like the thing is i take time to process what my hurt is yeah, understand sure. so my, i don't allow anyone to force me into forgiving anyone mm-hmm. and i even tell people smaller tonya take your time with forgiving if you mm-hmm. decide not to then do that and that's but yeah so i just use the in my blood <laughs> as an excuse but it's really about how much time i need for myself to process what has happened and decide if you know this is something i want to do heal if you fo- you're not healing if you're forcing it no. that's the thing you need to be it's a facade it doesn't work you're always gonna bear that grudge and that's what i wouldn't want to do and to say oh banana and then i'm still holding it there and like you said depending on the hurt right it's always okay to cut people off and it's it's hard it's hard cutting people off is hard yep. it's because you know I, i'm going to take an example where you, if you're in a professional environment sometimes um lines cross and then you sort of have a friendship relationship mm-hmm. you know an interpersonal relationship with the people that you're working with because we're all human and this is inevitable right you're spending so much time with someone mm-hmm. for years eventually you would build some form of relationship mm-hmm. and then in those cases if a violation occurs it becomes very hard to instill boundaries because mm-hmm. even though they've committed a violation it's different from someone who you can cut off and not see but mm-hmm. it's someone you're going to be seeing every day so Probably that makes it yes yeah, well. because you're working with them every day that makes it a lot harder to you know enforce your boundaries yeah. but in that case i think from experience what i've learned because i've this has happened to me like some people have i was working with had crossed a line that for me that was unforgivable like i think that was the first time when i was like you know this no this is not gonna work i i just showed up the next day and just said hi and just sing a smart telephone right but and that was hard because these are people that you share an office with you spend time with every day but you have then have to look at what violation did they did they cause what does that mean to you is that something that is so important to you that you can't Mm -hmm. forgive and for me that was it it was like maybe i can forgive you later but as of now i can't have anything to do with you beyond hello hi and doing our work so yeah no, it's I'm glad you brought that up because it's really hard um maintaining certain friendships. I mean, sometimes also office friendships they blossom and they, they mm-hmm. become great things. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they end up being a well of toxicity that mm-hmm. you can't get out of. I think mm-hmm. I've had experience <laughs> with that too. <laughs> I think we all have. It's really just the nature of like people coming together and yeah. forming bonds. You yeah. you always um, have up, those things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um we will talk about that more when we come back from the break. Yeah.
And as always, if you want to keep up with us, um, please share your thoughts with us on social media using the hashtag MusoPod. Tweet us, Instagram us, Facebook us. You know, we we out here, y'all. We ready to hear whatever you want to say. But um, yeah, back to healthy relationships and just maintaining healthy relationships in general. First with yourself and with other mm-hmm. people, because I think we also forget that the first relation, the first healthy relationship we really have to pay attention to mm-hmm. before we can attempt to be healthy with other people is ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what we accept for ourselves and what we set for ourselves really sets the basis for how we interact with other people. Mm-hmm. So, um, Jama, <laughs> how how do you go about creating and maintaining healthy relationships? I think the first point is choosing what relationships I initiate or get into or I'm a part of. That's that's the first step. And that decision is really based on the points that I made earlier around what kinds of values I am looking for, what kind of space do I want to be in, but also what kind of relationship I want to have with that particular person or a group of persons. So for me, that's that's the first part. It's a decision on do I want to have a relationship with this person or not. Mm-hmm. And then um, after that, it's, I guess we've talked about boundaries. It's also defining what kind of, what does this, what would this relationship look like for mm-hmm. me and for that person. And that's not just a decision you're taking on your own. Mm-hmm. It's also with the person that you're in a relationship with. Um, but also communicating clearly about that expectation. So this is what, uh, and sometimes it's organic. Like you don't mm-hmm. say, you're Yannick's my friend, you know, let's be friends. Sometimes it happens, but I think some of these connections are really organic. It starts off casual. It's an acquaintance that moves to a friend, to a sister. It's, you know, somebody that you didn't know that moves to a boyfriend, to a girlfriend, to a wife, whatever, you know. So I think some of those things happen very naturally. And so it's about being very deliberate mm-hmm. about communicating what you want um, out of that relationship, but also listening to what the other person wants mm. so that you both understand you're in a space where there's a mutual understanding of because I think when this is clear, then it's easier for accountability to happen mm. um, because then the person would have communicated already. And so when those boundaries are crossed, um, when trust is betrayed, when barriers are crossed, when lines are crossed, there is a reflection on what boundaries had already been set or what had already been communicated and then accountability can happen um leading to forgiveness if you wanted and forgetting if you wanted or continuing the relationship (laughs) if you wanted but for me that's that's really what it is and over the past few years i've been very intentional about about that about just setting boundaries but also telling myself back to the point around that longevity of relationships does not mean healthy. Mm-hmm. So when it gets to the point where it's unhealthy, 
both for you and for the person that you're in it because sometimes we only think about how it affects us but for the other person it could also be unhealthy Mm -hmm. i think it is always best to leave and even that decision of leaving is part of having a healthy relationship so maybe the relationship transforms and you you're continuing to love each other from a distance um wishing each other well from a distance praying for each other well from a distance but it doesn't happen close again because close is just not healthy for the two of you um so for me it's paying attention also to the signs um what's changing what's shifting how do you fit into that but also respecting um those shifts that are happening uh in the relationship so yeah it's really hard work um, because it takes a lot of introspection. Mm-hmm. It also takes a lot of questioning yourself and thinking, what am I not doing right? What am I doing right? What can I improve on? Mm-hmm. You know, but it is work that needs to happen mm-hmm. if we're going to cultivate healthy relationships. Also knowing that those are probably the relationships that we're going to model when we have our children, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. So you want to be able to be emotionally healthy, I guess, emotionally mature. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to be able to understand what a healthy relationship looks like and create it <coughs> so that you create that space as well for other people. I keep thinking about um, Bernistan and um, yeah. <laughs> our community there. And also, shout out to my clubhouse crew and shout out to Bernistan because I think for the past... I I've, I used to be one of those who were, I'm like, ah, I have enough friends. I don't want to make new friends. I don't care about making new friends. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, same crew, day one, A1, day one, nonsense. Mm-hmm. But like, the minute I opened myself up, to like yep. certain people and realizing that oh my god this person is another me we mirror each other so much <laughs> and we share like you know our pensions for violence <laughs> communing <laughs> over violence <laughs> you and your ex-wife from my yes. ex-wife home. <laughs> if you hear this take me back <laughs> so but, um, shameless I keep thinking about, like, you know, not just with Cathal, with Saina, with Jalika, mm-hmm. Bambi, and all of them. Jalika's like... beefing with me and my household right now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another conversation. <laughs> she always, she's also another one that chooses violence. But um, I just, because I'm thinking about, like, the first time that, um, so I'm going to give a little story with Saina, right? Saina and I, I used to see her on the internet and I was like, oh my gosh, she's so gorgeous and she says mm-hmm. a lot of smart things. Mm-hmm. And then one day I wrote a piece about friendship and female friendships and she slid in my DMs. And I was like, oh my God. I was so happy. <laughs> I was like, like, that's a real friendship future shot mm-hmm. and it worked out so well because mm-hmm. it's like, she's really one of my favorite people. But I think, I'm just bringing the story up to just to highlight the fact that like, you know, sometimes you get so stuck in like, yeah. oh, I don't want to make new friends. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. But then when you step out, and you're just because again like we had mentioned earlier you can have different crews and different Mm. tribes but what's important is um if they mirror certain qualities that you're looking for Mm -hmm. if you know they're kind they're thoughtful they're honest they're committed to you and Mm -hmm. to other people that Mm -hmm. they love because for me one of the signs of a good friend or a good person in general is how they also treat other people So if I see that, you know, you, your, your heart is welcoming and all these things, it makes me really happy to want to, to, want to be part of the people mm-hmm. that love you, that you love. So, um, yeah, I think when it, I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to tell us, tell us about you and how you go about creating and maintaining healthy relationships. No, you should just, you should have just kept going. <laughs> I think with relationships for me, um, this is just only beginning to make sense to me, like from the past few years. But ever since I was young, 
my mom would always say you have to choose your friends and you know when you're young a lot a lot of these things don't make sense sense to you because you meet someone and then you become friends you know and then blah 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 then you're not friends anymore so it really didn't make sense to me but as i grew up i realized the value in what she was saying because really even beyond your friend your partner whoever that you're sharing space with has to be someone that you choose actively right you can meet someone randomly in the streets exchange contacts whatnot start talking blah 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 but then you have to make the conscious decision to choose this person to let them continue being in your life because maybe one you share values or like Hadi said you know they're just another version of you out there in in the world right you have to actively choose your person or whoever is in your life and to me that is very important all my friends everyone in my life is someone who i've chosen to allow into my life to share my life with because otherwise I wouldn't share anything with you. It doesn't matter who you are. You always have to choose the person. And that person also has to choose you. Because yeah. otherwise you risk having a one-sided relationship where you're just giving and giving and giving and not getting anything in return. Just, this is important for, you know, friendships, especially platonic friendships, mm -hmm. right? Because sometimes some of our friends are people who, you know, they're the strong ones so they never share anything with anyone they could be going through hell and they'd never talk to you so if you're someone who you're like me you're always just taking 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 and you're never giving then that becomes a very unhealthy one-sided relationship and you're draining that person and not helping them build up in any way right so for me each person in that relationship whatever it is should choose the other and in terms of i think Gemma mentioned something like that relationships change yeah, the foundations of relationships change. You could become friends because of one thing and then as you grow and your lives change mm -hmm. in different ways, then the boundaries of your relationship shift. Okay. This is very difficult to deal with, right? Because you're used to having this form of connection with that person, but that has changed. So at first it's always difficult, but you always have to also make the conscious you know, decision to, how do I say, to also shift and align with the new boundaries or the new shape that your relationship has taken. Because as you're growing, you can't expect to have the same kind of relationship you had 10 mm -hmm. years ago. A lot of us have childhood friends, but the nature of your relationship have, has yeah, changed. Yeah. You know, you could have a childhood friend, Kohamne, you could go weeks or months and not speak, right? Because you're both busy, your lives are different. But whenever you speak, you always know that that connection is there. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the foundation of that relationship yeah. is that strong. So you always have to understand that relationship will change as you're growing and um, having different things, you know, your life change in different ways, then you're going to change as a person and your relationship should change and you should be open to that change. And I like when Hadi talked about Bernastan. Like, I, I love my Bernastan family. Like these are women who, you know, I didn't know them from Adam. A lot of them are not even Gambian, right? And these are people you would see on the timeline. But then you start talking to them and you realize that we share literally the same values we're basically the same people except for the violent ones over there some of, them are very <laughs> some of them are very violent but these are amazing women who you know like i said they love the people around them and you can see that in the way they treat other people that they've known for years and for me that just endeared me to them and i wouldn't change them for anything in the world um, i want to add one more thing that i think we've forgotten to talk mm -hmm. about which is family and mm -hmm. boundaries when it comes to family oh. uh, yeah. and choosing Ooh, violence. We want to do a whole episode on that. <laughs> <laughs> we will, um, I will make sure to it that we do a whole episode. But I think mm -hmm. when we're talking about boundaries, mm -hmm. it's also so important to talk about how we're constantly violated 
by the people that are supposed to love us the most. Where Dangat, if you even set your boundaries, it looks it's looked at as disrespect and yeah. it's looked at as rude and it's looked at as um you know that yeah real disrespectful when in reality you're protecting your peace mm-hmm. and we <laughs> we we are not allowed in general we just understand boundaries i i think and even where people realize that you're setting boundaries it becomes a problem mm-hmm. you know it's like and how how dare you set mm-hmm. a boundary yeah. how who, who do you think you are it's the whole idea yeah. of who do you think who you, do you are think it's you even are. things like kissing young kids like hugging them and kissing yeah. them when mm-hmm. the kid is like no don't touch me and then you still touch them you're enfor- you're enforcing that Time they're not allowed yeah, yeah you're enforcing them that they're not allowed to set their spaces and their boundaries mm-hmm. and that also like it, it it ends up leading to stuff around sexual whole sexual abuse child sexual abuse is a whole another <laughs> topic but mm-hmm. it's like if you can't even like accept a child not hugging you or kissing you then how are you going to accept it when they say no to you and even mm-hmm. then if you instill it in the child that their no doesn't mean anything so they may be yeah it's going to be difficult for them to be able to say no or mm-hmm. that or their no to even mean anything and for them to yeah. internalize a lot of things that's happened to them and blame it on themselves mm-hmm. versus the fact that you didn't respect a boundary that they set mm-hmm. so i i guess also just i'm thinking about all these consequences that come with setting boundaries that we do. Often mm-hmm. don't talk about the workspace with personal relationships. Mm-hmm. Like we already said, they tell you that you're real, mm-hmm. and it's funny that they'll start off. They'll start it off as real, and then when you go into the offices, it's like not only initially they'll call you real, but then they'll come and realize that it's just you having principles. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they'll they'll call you rude. They'll call you so many different things because you've decided to put yourself first. Mm-hmm. And I get it that we're from a um collectivist community versus an individualist one, mm-hmm. where like you're supposed to put everyone else before you mm-hmm. but you can't put anyone before you and expect for you to be okay mm-hmm. and for you to not just survive but thrive so i'm just yeah that's all i think even in the professional spaces um you see it and how sometimes especially if you do not have a lot of power right mm-hmm. let's say for example you're in a junior role also also and um you say you set your boundaries you say no you're very clear about what you want what you don't want what you will accept what will, what you will not accept mm-hmm. you know what repercussions that could have on you from maybe the person who has power over you you know so does it lead maybe to them making the work workspace difficult for you to operate in and thrive in how does that impact on your results and your delivery mm-hmm. how does that impact maybe on the final result of maybe you getting kicked out or fired mm-hmm. you know so simply because you're trying to set boundaries and it goes even to the issue of respecting people who t- decide I'm only going to do my work during work hours when mm-hmm. I step out of this office I'm not going to take work with me yeah. so even with that and that's something that I've had to do for myself um to a point where people now understand if you try to reach out to Jama for work outside of work hours unless it's an emergency unless it's a life and death situation you're going to have to wait until the clock ticks again mm-hmm. for work time mm-hmm. you know and i feel it it it's really difficult for people because then that grind culture is what we have idolized mm-hmm. you always want to keep working and going and when so i step out of your office i'm also doing my all, all my other little projects mm-hmm. so it's not like it's rest time mm-hmm. but it's just really how you set boundaries so people understand This is what we can expect from her but also because this is this is Lena my head effect this is how much I'm getting paid for you know so i i think sometimes that's why people are afraid to set boundaries people are afraid to say no 
because they are afraid of the consequences that might arise which could lead to them losing their jobs if mm-hmm. it is in the home setting losing respect being excluded from things mm-hmm. um in your relationships as well it's being excluded from things you're like Garbage. the outlier you get all of those and yeah how it opens you up to abuse as well mm-hmm. so as much as we want to set boundaries and encourage it i think it's a difficult journey for a lot of people also back to how children are not respected so you grow up not even thinking you can do it mm-hmm. um and so it's 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 a bit of unlearning that needs to happen but also learning that you need to do that for you mm-hmm. um to be able to thrive for yourself first in your relationship with yourself and then um by extension your relationship with other people yeah. mm-hmm. i love that so um i keep when i think about relationships i think thinking about um just basically is this relationship serving you mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. how is it serving you do you feel like you're respected in it mm-hmm. do you feel like that person is worthy of your love of your time mm-hmm. and of so many different things but um, i'll just close it up with another quote <laughs> from my fave bell hooks and um, where she she says that um love is made up of six components it's made up of care commitment knowledge responsibility respect and trust yeah. and i think that is something that we need to continuously um try and remember mm-hmm. in all of our relationships i think <laughs> We'll wrap up. <laughs> I mean, this is just the this is just the beginning when it comes mm. to talking about relationships. There's so many different things we'll touch on on later episodes in this season. Specifically, I'm sure we'll dedicate a whole day to unhealthy relationships <laughs> because yeah. we haven't touched on that at all. So Especially this is just an introduction. Yeah. yeah. So this is just an intro- mm-hmm. So as always, please reach out to us. Use the at the Musopod hashtag. You know, Musopod. talk to us on social media, and. Um, just tell us how you felt about this topic, what other things you want us to explore when it comes to relationship dynamics, mm-hmm. and so much more. And now, we will, you know, highlight our Muso of the Week. Jama, if you could do the honors. Dun, ta, da, <laughs> you guys just get into a whole different character when it comes to Muso of the Week. But I think it's just how we love celebrating and recognizing women. Yeah. And um, so, we had... We had a discussion around this and we're like, who are we going to choose as our muso, right? For this week because we usually choose musos based on the topic um we're discussing for mm-hmm. the episode. And so we were thinking about one person who is a unifier, you know, somebody who sets boundaries, who's also very forgiving. <laughs> but she'll tell <laughs> also, you about yourself. But she yeah. will communicate, right? Mm-hmm. And this is somebody who's also very special to me. And I think she also um, exemplifies or just personifies the, the whole conversation I was having about how relationship relationships change. Mm-hmm. So I started with connecting as children and then coming on to a point where we're schoolmates. You know, we meet when we do our own activist stuff and all and she became my boss and now she's my sister-in-law and my sister and friend. So she's so many things for me mm-hmm. and so many things for you, Hadi. So many things for you, Ngoone. So I like <laughs> And our muso of the week, our muso of the week is my own JK, Musu Bakoto Sao, um, extraordinary <laughs> woman. No, I'm just a Santa. Musu Bakoto Sao ESQ. Yes. But it's the unsolicited of the Supreme Court of the Gambia and all the other titles that we don't have the time to list here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've chosen Musu simply because of the qualities that I mentioned here. How she nurtures relationships, 
um, how she supports people. I know she gives me a lot of advice when it comes to relationships and just navigating them because also I learned a lot from just seeing how she navigates that as a leader within an organization in her interpersonal relationships with her family. You know, so we just want to honor Musu. Um, yeah, she's open to just supporting people all the time, but she's, she's also the type that will read you for filth when you cross yeah, the, yeah. Cross the boundaries, the yeah. and then she just lets it go. That's something I really admire about her. Yeah. You know, so we're sending a lot of love to Musu, a lot of love from all of us here on Musu. Thank you, Keep Musu. Being you. We love you very, <laughs> very, very much. You. Honestly, she meeting her changed my life in so many ways just mm -hmm. sitting and watching and learning from yeah. her mm -hmm. it is it's amazing i'm so thankful that she's someone that you know i get to call a boss and a sister <laughs> sister boss <laughs> she's amazing again so thank you so much musa for everything that you do and for everything that you continue to do and we love you and we all hope to continue our relationship with you amen sure. i think the one thing i i love about her is how you need something from musa and she literally drop everything yeah, to show up. To show up for you. She would literally drop. It doesn't matter what's going on in her life. She would put that aside and always show up for people. And, you know, I every time she does that for me, I'm like, mm -hmm. I wish I were half that person that she is. So, yeah, thank you so much. They were, yeah, it's been an interesting discussion. And we hope to continue this discussion on our social media pages. Of course, by now you know where to find us. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Muso Podcast. And don't forget to share your thoughts and comments with us at hashtag MusoPod. And also, thank you to Right Click as usual for an amazing production. Um, we're really grateful for the continuous support. So thank you, everyone. This has been a really wonderful episode. I think um, a lot a lot of things for us to think about, but maybe also a lot of things for you to think about. And like we say all the time, we love hearing from you. We love reading from you. So send us your thoughts. Let us know what you think. Also taking this opportunity to thank our accessibility officers <laughs> Aisa Tujalo, Elitsha and uh, Aisa Tusuare, Susie thank you so much they support us to ensure we're making this podcast available especially for people with hearing disabilities so if you do not already know the Muso um, podcast has a YouTube account where we upload fully subtitled episodes and you can go on there and just enjoy the podcast as well so yeah that was great. Thank you all so much again for tuning in. Thank you, Gemma and Gone, for a wonderful episode. And we will hear from y'all. Well, you will hear from us next week. Bye. 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 Bye.